Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little under the weather, as you can probably hear in my voice. Uh, I've been coughing lots lately and uh, just trying to get through a cold. So, yeah, getting through that. Otherwise, life is pretty good. Been uh, doing some coding on testing taxi. Been having Ooh. a lot of fun with that. Um, finished my marketing sprint. And so now I'm allowed to code for, you know, two weeks or something. <laughs> How much did time did you dedicate to your marketing sprint? I did a month. Um, oh, okay. Tried to do. I did a month um, and I monitored that by having an Ahrefs account that was set to a 30-day renewal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I tried to do about an hour to two hours per day. Okay. Um, so a month well, I of this, so I know you do consulting and then it's hmm. basically your, your blocked off entrepreneurial time, right? Instead of coding on texting, testing taxi, you were doing SEO and marketing for testing taxi. That's right. I did lots of, lots of writing, did a bunch of keyword research, right. um, planting seeds, some investigations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're growing, which is really exciting to see. Just kind of see it going up in the search rankings and slowly growing. That's uh, that's pretty neat to watch. Awesome. Yeah. How are things with you? Good, good. Uh, yeah, we in our house went also we're getting over a little bit of a cold. We'll see it's sort of slowly making it away through different kids. We also got our mm. flu and COVID shots. Well, me and my wife got them both on the same day and I felt a little <laughs> odd on one day, but I think it was that more than the cold, but we'll see. Who knows? You're never out of the woods yet, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good it didn't knock you out. I know sometimes those COVID shots can get you pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done both at the same time. Like in past years, now it's now that it's a little more, I guess, what's the word, endemic, right? So it's sort of like, okay, mm. it's like get both your cocktails uh, during you know the season and and hopefully you're you're covered or at least less worse for wear if you do catch it you know so yeah yeah totally awesome so what would you like to talk uh, so about today, today you know we've been uh i think i think we last recorded maybe three weeks ago so i know we've we've bounced messaging back and forth and talked about different podcasts and different mm. articles and different things we're kind of seeing out in the wild so for today, I thought we'd uh, kind of bring our own lists and just uh, jam on those a little bit, like kind of short little, you know, whatever you want to talk about, bringing up a content piece and saying, you know, why you mm -hmm. liked it, maybe any little background story on it that is uh, enough to the point to give our audience context and context and also like, what did, yeah. why do you want to share? Like, why, why is it cool? What, what do you get out of it type of thing? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that sounds like fun. I did. Uh, I know we it. talked a little bit about it pre-recording, but I am thinking maybe we'll just, instead of taking turns, let's just run through your like list. Um, well, we can to be aware of the time. Mm, you, you saw my list. <laughs> well, well your... here's what we'll do. We'll, yeah. we'll let you go first and we'll go through your list either to the end or towards okay. when it gets to a, uh, we'll say like the... 15 minute mark or actually sorry 20 minute mark because we're already a few minutes in but 20 minute mark yeah. and then we'll flip over to mead wherever that sure. spot becomes so 
That sounds good. You saw my list, didn't <laughs> well, you? Actually, you're like, oh, I like that list. I asked you a little bit about it, and we'll we'll see it. But I, but I think there's some tie-ins that'll be helpful if you do yours first, because I some of the mm. things I've added to my list uh, okay. relate to some of the things on your list. So it, yeah, just, uh, you're such a planner, Josh. Such so, a planner. <laughs> it's just instinct cool so yeah i can do a couple um so my first one is i've been listening to lenny's podcast lately i think you introduced that to me um he's got a newsletter and a couple other things but uh i found came across his podcast i've been listening to that the last couple weeks and uh i've just really enjoyed listening to his podcast um just he's he's very humble guy just ask people questions. There's a lot of things that he doesn't agree with that he doesn't doesn't make a big deal about. He just gently pushes back, and if the guest you know goes full bore one way, he just kind of follows them and um, you know asks some um, you know developing questions uh, to kind of keep it going. And um, yeah, I think it's it's a really great podcast. I've really enjoyed um, some of the episodes there, and kind of it's really helped me to expand my thinking uh, more on the the marketing and the business tactics side of things. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't really dive too deep into the weeds on things. Like it's not like, well, how could you, mm-hmm. you know, decrease your tax in Idaho or something like that? No, it's like, like what, what high level things can you do in your business that generally apply to everybody um, to kind of yeah, yeah, do better, he's awesome. um, you know? So that's that sort context, of thing. Like he, I think was a founder, got his company was a, acquired by Airbnb like a hmm. long time ago, like, like seven, eight years ago. So, but his general area of expertise, yeah, I think like is that. in yeah. like product and product management. So just for context, that's like what you're getting. That's the lens he, he sees through, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense that you say that, but I think he does talk a lot about like, um, product and like a uh, marketing, the marketing side of it and like getting to consumers. Like I've, I've listened to other podcasts with project managers in it and sometimes they get a little into the weeds of like, well, this feature versus that feature. And it's like, well, like, let's just talk about like the value to the customer and like kind of that angle. And that's kind of the angle yeah. that he's, so he's want to take. Talk about some specific uh, episodes really or anything. Yeah. So, um, my, my next item is, um, he had, uh, Christopher Lockhead on, um, and he was doing this topic about category pirates as kind of the, the shtick for that Christopher has going. And, uh, he had a lot of things to say, some of which I, you know, agreed some, some I didn't. Um, but one, one thing that I really got out of that was kind of talking about counter positioning, um, as a way of, you know, talking about how, you're different than a different way of doing things. Hmm. So counterpositioning against a way of doing things, not against a specific company. And his his thesis is that like that's where there's larger opportunity because it's a different way of framing a behavior. Um, instead of just saying, you know, we're the we're the um, you know cheaper Stripe or we're the um, nicer looking Gmail. It's like no, like. What if you're the, you know, payments for coffee shops or like, you know, you kind of frame it 
differently that way. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like I, I can kind of see how that makes sense in the sense that you want to be um, taking up that brain space differently. Um, but I also find that hard because it sounds like that would be a really tough thing to market, like to get people to change their way of thinking um, or something like that. That seems like a hard thing. Well, I'm curious, like what, like, what I guess the prime that example is, that you he brought thoughts. up in that episode um, was, I think along the lines of that, like the soap, right? was that the one you're, that, right. Um, and like how, hmm. Yeah, the liquid yeah, soap versus it, hard like in, soap. And his yeah. definition kind of created a new category around that, right? So like, and and the fact that you don't need water, right? So it just sort of was like, but if you just, if you called it soap and tried to mm. market in the soap market, there's some inherent assumptions built in. Like, oh, you need water. Oh, it sits by over here. It does this. So, mm-hmm. but there's like a wants to it. Because if you just called it just like, liquid cleaner or something like it probably it's like and i i remember him talking about something interesting it's like you need a bit of like Mm -hmm. enough new that kind of makes you think about it and think about it in a different context but also enough association that it is tied to something and i think he had like a it's like an elevator Mm -hmm. example right he gave like two examples with the elevator i forgot what he ended up what they ended up with but it was something Mm -hmm. Like it's something on rails yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. So he, he called it like the, uh, the vertical railway uh, was the way that he explained it. Um, and that makes a lot right. of sense, but like think of how right. big of a shift liquid soap and an elevator is in society. Like that's a huge deal. Can you imagine a little startup trying to get that off the ground? Like, it, from right. from what I understand of like small uh, software business, like that is yeah, not the I, kind I of think problems you're right. you want to be taking I, on. Like that sounds well, like a monumental yes, task. I, I agree, and I guess when we're thinking in this in the context of software, we're already kind of constrained in a certain box, right? So if we're talking about SaaS, if we're talking about software, like that's the people on this podcast. That's like our our lens and view of the world. Mm-hmm. But I can see where. Uh, Christopher's like standpoint was because if you listen to again like sort of thinking about his context right like we talked about Lenny's context and and you think about Christopher's context I was trying to read into like well what is he like optimizing for and it just Mm -hmm. like he kept mentioning you know he's been a CMO or a you know chief marketing at like all these public companies and he talks about venture capitalists and he talks about so mm-hmm. it's like and, and he talks about how everyone else is like wasting their time yeah. on these little things and it, what it says to me is like he is a power law guy he is a go big or go home and is not like you know little boutique coffee shop mm-hmm. that mate that that nate creates that he's super happy has a great life and makes like a good living like this guy doesn't care about that and not not that he doesn't he devalues it but he is like his shtick or his is what he is optimizing for is he wants mm-hmm. the home runs. I think he brought up an yeah. example like why be a hundred million dollar company where you could be a hundred billion dollar company? Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, but that's that's his like where he's optimizing for. So in that regard, those are the it makes sense that <laughs> like he's looking to to go big or go home. So like 
that context right. to mm-hmm. me makes more sense when you start to hear it. But then mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you're right, like pick which pick which parts that uh, out of his stuff yeah. that kind of uh, you can apply and what it what it makes sense yeah. to. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that segues nice into another point that he makes about um, about the better trap he calls it, and he basically says like that it's not enough to just be better at something like to make incremental progress on a particular problem. Um, he's like, you have to make like a next level difference. And I think that that fits well into what you just said. Like if you're going to go for this giant venture backed um, sort of outcome, then that makes sense that you wouldn't bother with incremental change. But I think for a lot of us that are doing these small, smaller companies and like niche products, uh, I think there really is an opportunity there for um, doing just better for for X um, type of applications because a lot of those are too far in the weeds for these big players to get into. Um, and I think there is like a real opportunity there where maybe a venture company is like, well, they the venture company right. needs to right. grow out of that niche. Yeah. And so then it makes sense that you, you wouldn't Dude, want you to be that? a niche or even start in a particular niche okay. because it just it isn't going to work. Oh, wow. I think it's actually a nationwide thing for here. There's like a... I do. It's a national wireless test of like the emergency broadcast like kind of system. So, yeah. I So. Okay. Emergency alerts? <laughs> anyway, it'd be kind of fun to just leave it in, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We have one of those too. <laughs> whatever you want to do. I just um, clipped it or marked it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know what else to take out of it. Like he wrote a bunch of other books. And, um, so like, I think actually one of them is <laughs> okay. on my shelf. It's, he didn't write the red ocean, blue ocean. That's like one of those classical, like mm-hmm. category creation. Right. Cause he's in that area where, and I think the book he wrote was play bigger. I think that's, that's the one mm-hmm. he, I have it on my shelf. It's back there somewhere, yeah. but, um, it's, it definitely helps, like, I, I do like the exercise of, like, almost call it, like, rubber okay. band thinking. Like, let me yeah. try to, you know, picture this paradigm. Yeah. I mean, I could even almost apply it to, like, what you're doing with, with testing taxi and just basically be like, hey, some of the yeah. things you're doing with, with testers, like, how can how can they just have have a better way to do these things and, and look at it in a different light as well, right? So. Yeah. 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 And I think then there's kind of one last thing that he, he brings up that I think is really good. Um, is just talking about, you know, that we shouldn't be talking all about ourselves in our marketing. Um, like, you know, your, your brand, sure. you you need to have your logo somewhere on your marketing, but like, other than that, kind of get out of the way, talk about, you know, your customer and their problems, um, talk about their journey. Don't talk about yourself or your founding story or all those yeah, things. People yeah, I don't agree. really and, uh, care about that. That's, that's been not something I've dollars. been more um, interested in. And, and that, thinking that made a lot about of sort of like, uh, I think that uh, if you look at much anybody you can know, apply that. different camps of people, I feel like he's in that, like tell this strategic narrative, tell this like story, but it's, it's, it's refreshing to kind of hear, you know, people at least even today. Right. Like, cause everyone is like, be more authentic, tell your story. Everyone's like, 
kind of be more personal, especially with the creator economy and all of that stuff. So it's sort of also like, yeah, but at the same point, like, like, you know, showcase your customers. Like there's, there's mm. ways to still be authentic, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like yeah. your story. You could be part of the story, but maybe you're not, maybe that's the point. You're not the main character of the story. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got time for one more. Or time. Yeah. Um, so kind of an, another one from Lenny's podcast was uh, Nolan Paris. Paris, I think that's how you say it. Um, he's from Wise, the like the money transfer company. And um, his whole thing was he's talking about word of mouth because um, Wise has really low margins. They, they charge hardly anything. And so really word of mouth is like the only way they can market. Like that's their biggest channel. And so they're trying to do everything they can to, to capitalize on word of mouth. And uh, he kind of talked through it in a couple of different angles. And one of the angles that I really got was just that the product quality makes a huge difference in getting word of mouth out there. Um, he was talking about just they... They had like, you know, the, if you, if you had to put it on a scale, it would be like, oh, the, the product's at like a 75%, you know, awesome rating and people would not really talk that much about it. But he's like, if you can get it to like a 90% or like an 85%, it makes a huge difference. All of a sudden the word of mouth just starts to come like in, like in leaps and bounds <laughs> like kind of like an, all at yeah. once um, when you get that quality up high enough. And um, I just thought that was really neat that it's kind of a, I think that makes a lot of, you know, sense. not a linear um, thing, but like, like more of a, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely from yeah, the, like, the product does, standpoint, does that resonate with you? Does that make um, sense? Or I know what do you think a, a bit about wise? I also listened to that episode. So um, there's enough, enough here that we're both kind of talking about the same thing, but it would be, they had to figure out a wedge, right? They had to figure out like, what are the things that are important to them? Hmm. Because yeah. like you said, it has to be high trust, like, and, uh, and, and the, and the, their margins were low. So it's like, and, and that was important to them to, hmm. to kind of make sure it wasn't just like an eye gouge or like gouging people on pricing and stuff. And that was, they wanted that to be part mm -hmm. of their brand. Um, I thought that was, I thought the way they approach it and the word of mouth they get, and it's also naturally, you know, it should be naturally yeah. a word of mouth thing because it's also consumer, right? So, mm -hmm. so you get a person like Nate who, or me or someone that likes to talk about the things they're excited about, but once they're excited about it, it's like, Hey, that's why we had this podcast. It's like, Hey, where are we excited right. about? So yeah. we're telling, you know, all, you know, I don't know, hundred people that, may or may not listen, or at least we're in their feed. <laughs> so, so, mm -hmm. but we're excited about a thing and it, and to get excited yeah. enough, like yeah. good content or whatever, like, yeah, those are the, those are the people that go out and kind of like want to shout it from the mm -hmm. rooftops type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think it, it just has to get over that hump too, right? Because it, it's a risk to, to talk about things publicly, right? And so it has to be like interesting and good enough and all those sorts of things. 
Um, and kind of some of the things you talked about too, is just like making it easy for people to use, do word of mouth. So like using, using terms that people can easily throw around or kind of insider words that, you know, really tag the company as, you know, that's who we're talking about. Um, or like phrasing things. Yeah, in they a do way a that, lot of, and, you know, and people just basically parrot what you phrased about, for them. Um, like make it easy for them like to, a, to give words what to they're the, sharing, the feelings right? that they have. It was about like something that was pretty neat and like pretty insightful giving them something to say i'm kind of paraphrasing what you said but i remember there's a part where he mentioned like right after someone does a transfer and having the exact amount of money they saved by using wise and that was more mm. like an instant share yeah. thing and it's because it was like hey you know it's like i just transferred x amount of dollars and they saved x like and it's it's you know, that is something you'd, you know, mm, want to yeah. potentially tell your friends or at least something that that person was super excited about. And it was almost like just, just rising it into the context of that mm. person to make it easy and put it up on a tee for them to just hit, you know, type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I had I had this article that got shared um, in yeah. in my yeah totally at Referral yeah. Rocks like Slack. Yeah, so that's all I uh, had for my list. It, the article is um, called "Reality Without Frameworks," and um, it's an interesting article. Uh, and here I'll give it a quote in the beginning. And he's talking about just like you know, there's all these general marketing frameworks and strategy frameworks. Uh, I think the article okay. even cites, you know, talking about um, the classic, like uh, crossing the, the chasm types of stuff. And here's the quote from the beginning, which I really like, um, which is, it says, mm. frameworks are so compelling to the human mind because the mind is a sense-making tool and sense-making tools um, uh, abhor mm -hmm. not making yep. sense of information. <laughs> And then it says, so it shouldn't be a surprise that frameworks feel like they should be the right way to think about things. But if you've ever attempted to put any framework to practice, you know that frameworks are anything but easy to apply. So it's it's good because it, <laughs> it bounces around and talks about like essentially frame, how frameworks are, why frameworks like are are like popular, but at the same time where where it falls down and one of the main areas mm. that it talked about was also what we brought up earlier with like uh, Christopher Lockhart and, and I have some other examples, but like until you understand the context to which this framework was developed, it's sort of like, Oh, well who developed this? What is their work? Like what, what companies did they work at? What time was this? Like, was this in the industrial age? Was this in the internet age? Like who knows? Like there's all these different, things that then shed light to go, oh, now this makes mm -hmm. sense and I know where to apply it or who to apply it for. So that's yeah. why I thought it was interesting with the Christopher Lockhart example because once I figured yeah, out, like, yeah. oh, he's a VC, power law, like go big or go home guy, now this stuff makes sense and now I don't have to kind of bristle at some mm -hmm. of the things he's saying. I can just like put it in a box. Mm. I don't know, haha, <laughs> put it in a framework of sorts. <laughs> But yeah, how, how do you feel about that? Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And be, and <laughs> put it in your own mental framework. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think I do that already. Just trying to, when you can figure out who is writing, that tells you so much because you're like, do I want to be like that person? Or are there particular attributes of that person that I would like to, to also have? And, you know, well, he doesn't say what not. parts it's of these frameworks might get me there? So what things, like, you know, maybe like, I can discard? I'll send you the article. Um, and I think it just makes um, the, the sorting points in there too when that you can uh, do that. I've seen happen. But I think the, like, the not have frameworks, and, this is paraphrasing it's a catchy title, but, but um, like, it's a... Uh, it's kind of hard I, to I wrote out this frameworks. was one of my notes. It's like everyone gets so bent on like this is the way, like mm. like oh, and it gives a good example. It's like someone's like mm -hmm. oh, agile, like we have to do everything agile. And it's like okay, we were we weren't agile. If you, I mean, a lot of us know about agile was like a like the polar opposite of of a waterfall, right? Like in in software development. Mm, so yes. it created because there was you know, a way that yes. a different way of approaching it. And uh, doesn't, and most people, as we probably know, you're like somewhere in between on the spectrum. Like rarely do you know anyone that is like perfectly and everything is like by the book yeah, agile, yeah. like everyone takes its nuance. But when it first came out, <laughs> I'm sure there are so, but. Okay. <laughs> but what's interesting is like where mm -hmm. people I almost feel like I wrote this quote down. I said, I was like, I often feel like sometimes frameworks are used to weaponize <laughs> well, there, agendas. <laughs> there, there are the black belt agile Right, people. we're like... They, uh, they do exist. Yeah, and in the article it talks about, and it was in joke, <laughs> uh, but it was like, you know, you have that guy that comes in and just read seven powers and is like, this is the way, <laughs> you know? So it's, um, and that's where I think it can get dangerous. I think, like, I still like mm, them totally, as exercises. Totally. <laughs> uh, but I like to kind of, what I'll say is like, question the context of the framework or what is the fine print? Like, what is the, like, when to apply this? Mm. And most people <laughs> that have these, like, if you ask them, what is the situation that this works and it doesn't work? Like, they know what that is. If they, if they say, yeah. oh, it's universally works, then they're probably full of crap. Or they just are blissfully aware of the context. Yeah. Um, one... Um, before we move on to the next topic, one interesting one I learned recently was, um, I think we've talked often talked about April Dunford and mm. uh, positioning mm. and whatnot. And she has a new book coming out. She actually has a podcast as well. Um, <laughs> there. So yeah. uh, it's called The Positioning Show. Um, but what was interesting about that is when I read her books, I was like, I always kind of considered a certain mm. context yeah. like, yeah a lot of the stuff she was talking about, you needed to have at least some, some customers, right? It was not a like, Hey, let's, mm. this is, you don't start with positioning on day one. Like you, you get to positioning. Maybe it's like on your second iteration, like after you already started down a path and now you're like, okay, I have people using it. Now let's try to find like the, the crossover of the Venn diagram, like what I intended and how people are really mm -hmm. using it. Now let's find that. Yeah. And now let's really emphasize that piece. What I didn't yeah. realize about her is in one of the episodes yeah. she mentioned, yeah, it's like my stuff doesn't work everywhere. My context is for B2B SaaS selling to enterprise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and and we're a bit hybrid, so there is definitely mm. still a lot for us to take with it. Because her next whole book is about like crafting 
messaging for sales that aligns with positioning. So it's really getting and how you do a sales demo and how do you get sales bought into this new like way of approaching this type of thing. So <laughs> that was the context that kind of goes. So if if you're out there and you're a, a B2, yeah. you know, you're an e-commerce or you're a B2C uh, SaaS and you're listening to April stuff, she'd probably be the first one to tell you like, I don't know crap about that other stuff. So actually don't listen to me for this topic. So mm-hmm. that was an interesting kind of aha for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Totally. Um, that makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. So one. Uh, so I, I do I think want that's to a leave, real sign of maturity uh, when the person so I, I two, kind two of putting out the framework comments, is willing to say that you know this doesn't apply there, in this so, context. Um, but uh, uh, there's definitely people. One of the other like, things oh, yeah, that this is universally awesome. Is, and you're like, yeah, okay. This isn't yeah, as much an article to share, but I think we both know this because we both. I think you mentioned it first on on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Is that like the Google Podcast app is shutting down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so do I, and mostly because I've like in the past year fully transitioned into using that as my main player versus one of my old players. That oftentimes, you know, it's like especially with yeah. like Bluetooth oh, or headsets and, and pausing and starting. Like, I love Google, Google Podcast Google did a great job of always staying present there. So. Anytime I put on and just tap start, like it'd be right where I left off versus some of the other apps would like die in the background or, oh. or would like, and I'd have to open it up again, find the place, like, and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't even, I don't think I even installed Audible. So, I know, yeah, you, you do a little more books, mm-hmm. books on uh, recordings than I do. Um, yes, but yeah, I was really angry about it at first. Cause I'm like, I just moved. And then oh, you're yeah. like, you read into and, like, the lines Amazon, and there Amazon, uh, like audible and just like randomly show up on your on screen. You don't want it and as all sorts of stuff. Said, everyone will get transitioned over there and you'll get, be able to import stuff in. And now I think it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually, I'm kind of okay with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So here's how I think it makes sense. Um, if you think about big markets and you think mm-hmm. about like who's competing for your your earballs, <laughs> I've heard someone else say that before, but uh, you know, it's like so Spotify probably runs Supreme in terms of music. Okay. Explain and, it like, to me. Explain it to me because it doesn't make sense to me yet. Because it also transcends both like Apple and Android. Like they're good on both, um, and I think YouTube Music mm-hmm. is their is their Spotify <laughs> competitor, right? So like, you take YouTube, and then for whatever reason, they're mm-hmm. instead of Google Music, they did YouTube Music, right? And it's like all yep. their music licensing and that stuff. So that's I think their play on mm-hmm. the earballs, right? So it's like we already have YouTube people. We have like there's they have tons of audience there. So I think they're just trying to transition it over to that. Mm. Um, so Matt, that's kind of my my take on just at least if they were internally aligning aligning forces. It's like you want one app that is going to manage 
earballs <laughs> uh, from Google, it's it's going to be YouTube Music because they're going to pull in from a broader broader spectrum of things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like right. Spotify has podcasts on there and stuff too. But I guess like it feels like they're just floundering because like Google Music was out how long ago? And at that time, yeah, they tried to get I, everybody I onto YouTube Music and everyone's like, yeah, eh, this is kind of garbage. So YouTube like, music. I'm leaving. But if their angle like, is to now be that like that, Spotify, that brand of then YouTube I think music hasn't sense. even really had a chance to get positive traction. At least in my opinion, it's mostly been negative. And it's like, now we're going to throw podcasts in there and like, hopefully it doesn't turn into a fire. Like, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. Hmm. Right. Sure. Oh yeah, total Bund bundling makes sense, especially if that's the direct competitor. Yeah, we'll see. With Spotify. I mean, one of but the I guess, recent like, things it also that also depends I on like what the experience is like, right? If, about. The, so I'm in if this, the porting uh, over is seamless from podcast like Google Podcasts to YouTube you, Music, like my daughter and has they been, aren't going to show me ads every five seconds. Has become a Swift like they do on the so YouTube she's app. Like super into Taylor Swift. Like, oh, and that like, wouldn't be so bad. Um, Just changing the name so, of the player. Yeah, I have a feeling that's probably not. That's a thing now, but. She also uh, like uses Spotify and all this summer she was just like making playlists and it's like, and I've been learning more things about it cause I had never been much of a Spotify user. And she's like, Oh yeah. Playlists are all like by default. She's told me she's like by their, they're by default public unless okay. you make them private. I was so like, you Swifty, have a profile. There's like a social element to it that I never really knew. And I knew people shared playlists like publicly like, Oh, Hey, here's my playlist. Here's my, I'm coding playlist. And hmm. you know, you could share it with people. Um, hmm. and then I realized, I was like, we always talk about podcasts and we always talk about different episodes. And one of the most annoying parts of hmm. podcasts is yeah. like, I feel like I'm yeah. in my own silo, like it's even on Google podcasts, right? Like, and then, and the whole, any of hmm. my enrichment, like I want to add notes, like I end hmm. up taking a note somewhere else and I have to reference the podcast episode. If I want to be like, Oh, here's a cool insight about branding that I want to remember later to listen again when I'm like focusing on branding. What I realized is like, there's aside from like, listen later uh, or mm. add to like a play later list. Like that's sort of the extent of what Google podcast has. So one of two things is going to happen. Mm. To me. I'll either move to YouTube music thing and see how that mm -hmm. goes. Or in the yeah. meantime, not knowing when all that's going on, I might try Spotify for podcasts and start building playlists instead. And like I could do a, a, you know, share with Nate playlist or things I find interesting in, mm -hmm. you know, bootstrap product stuff. And then just basically yeah. you could subscribe. You could be like, instead of me going, Hey, listen to this other thing. You'd be like, Oh, what, what has Josh added lately? Let me just, let's see if they're interesting. Um, so I thought about that as a way to share mm. and create lists. Cause before, other than that, I would just tell people, organically word of mouth when i was excited about a certain podcast mm -hmm. but now i could sort of do it passively right just like i could create a couple different playlists like here's my here's josh's like marketing one so if he's out there in the marketing wild he's just like 
oh, this was good, saved for myself for later, yeah, yeah. but also as a shareable thing. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. No one's going to make this, so <laughs> no one's going to make it. We're we're weird people that listen to podcasts. We're already in our own little bubble, mm-hmm. and then it's like well, then you, you add you the layer something that does that like notes about podcasts. Basically, your like, note system, like little, but for yeah, podcasting, so, um, and just have it just have, other just have to be a really so, good yeah, think, audio, audio it's player a pretty small that market, was like integrated uh, on desktop and your phone, and then like. <laughs> There you go. There's no. There's a new no. SaaS idea. Um, Take over the world of podcasting. Cool. The <laughs> last thing I did want to mention, and maybe this is like a, I feel like we have a pretty chill vibe uh, type of audience, and um, mm, yeah. The the Christopher Lockhart episode was yeah. like a little weird for me because like you you mentioned how how chill Lenny is. Shucks. Like, Lenny is awesome, and he's Not like super nice. Idea. And when you were even describing him it truly made me think of like, I think he really believes that guests are guests. Like, like you said, like he like a guest in your home, you wouldn't go and like ram your agenda down people's search if they're, if they're you want to be gracious, you want to be kind, you know, if you don't agree, mm. maybe you're trying to do it in a nice way that has a, a very yes. nice discussion, but not in a way that someone's going to be like offended. And like, I did not like, Christopher Lockhart listening to him. I had to listen to that episode start and stop a few times Mm -hmm. because like I could only take so much of him. That was like, I don't know about you, but it was, it was a little, he made me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when he mocked people, like he did this voice where he was like, Oh, all the marketers say blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh, that's just like, you are not a nice person. You have a very, you have a very like I am I am king of the world and the rest of people. But but then the whole preamble in the beginning, mm. he talked about like he made fun mm. of other big creators and like and like uh, and now maybe I'm like this because I'm making fun of him. I don't think I'm making fun of him, but <laughs> yeah, he yeah yeah. Okay, you're so nice. <laughs> Maybe he's nervous and scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He has a very large personality. Um, I, I, I think probably it's a. He's got a large, large ego that he needs to to maintain, and um, yeah, maybe he's maybe he's nervous and scared. I don't know. My only counterpoint to that is he said, if people don't <laughs> well, like a lot the of way times, you are, a lot of like, times when people and are, I think he dropped the F um, about have a like, in early like on, like a lot of times it's for so a, a self preservation reason. His true colors are there. And, so maybe um, that's just like, and he's like, hey, you're either with me or you're, you, know, you, you get my vibe or you along. don't. And that's okay. I certainly agree. He doesn't have a very kind way of conversing. sort of the brand and the thing he's. I wouldn't want my children to behave like that. Quote unquote, gender or whatever, his worldview that he wants people to to have so um but yeah it was it was definitely i've listened to a ton of lenny podcast mm. episodes 
and everyone on there is like super sure. kind and super nice. So that maybe that was also like super out of context for me is like, yeah. so if you go and listen to it and that's your first Lenny podcast, like try to listen yeah. to some other episodes, like give it, give it more of a chance and don't, don't take, don't, if you, if you are taken back by uh, the guest, uh, yeah. please listen to other stuff because that podcast yeah. is awesome. And yeah. So. No, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think that's it. I think that's yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go, in a funny voice, but that was not making fun of anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, cool. Later, Nate. Bye. Oh yeah, he's Lenny's great. Cool. Anything else for today? Got all the words out. All the words out of our mouths and into their earballs. <laughs> all right. See you later, Josh. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, Uh, Check out some of our most popular episodes, episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups, or episode 30, review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.